Good morning, friends. What is up? This is Ashley's Daily Encouragement. How are you guys? This is, let me see, Wednesday. I think it's February 12th. By the time you hear this episode, I'm flying, you guys. That's kind of exciting. I'm looking forward to spring. Um, we get lots of rain where I live, and uh, we don't see the sunshine. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. <laughs> oh, I like that song, guys. Anyway, yeah, we need the sunshine. Totally need some sun. We had some yesterday for probably like 20 minutes. That was pretty legit. So I went and sat outside and uh, stood in the sun, drank some coffee. Husband got home. Me and the kids were outside. Um, the property we live on, there's a lot of water on it. And so we are trying to divert the water off the property. We got to dig some more ditches and put some pipes in and do all this kind of stuff. So yeah, we got a lot of work to do, you guys. Um, that's what we're working on right now, is just getting our house situated. But uh, anyway, um, by the time you guys hear this, this will be Wednesday, February 12th. Uh, we're gonna be talking about a little bit, I wanna jump in the conversation a little bit more from yesterday with self-worth. Um, I feel like there's an element of that that I wanna emphasize a little bit more with that kind of uh, self-esteem. Maybe, yeah, self-esteem and self-worth. I wanna dig into that a little bit. And then I want to talk to you guys about some, uh, you know, the nature of the beliefs that we can fall into that don't serve us, you know, the hole that we find ourselves in. I want to share with you guys today some beliefs that I've had over time that were not serving me. They were stealing, killing, and destroying. But I want to share them with you just in case you also have them or ponder them or whatever, like if you feel the shackles of them or trying to get free or whatever it is. Um, I want to walk you guys through some of those uh, beliefs that I've had and uh, you know just kind of the different ways I was processing information in hopes of encouraging you guys and then um, just you know start walking you guys through uh, getting out of it uh, but before we and, and then before we close that up this week as far as um, you know building your confidence there's one little piece that I forgot to share with you guys um, that really should come before this part but I want to share it anyway we're gonna be talking a little bit about the the drama victim triangle you've never heard of that um i want to share that with you guys just because it added a framework for me as far as identifying kind of where i'd fallen into that and so i want to share it with you guys just for the sake of you guys being able to reflect on your own life and um, asking yourself these questions so that way you can at least be aware of it and then start asking for what you need to do to break free you guys cannot change what you are not aware of and so I, I'm trying to give you guys some words and some experiences that I've had and the different processes that I've been through to get free. And that's why I'm sharing with you guys on the podcast, because I believe everybody should be free. Jesus said the truth will set us free. Everybody has a purpose. I believe that with my whole heart. And I want you guys to find yours and walk it out. So before we get into today's episode, let's go ahead and pray. Let's do that, y'all. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that we can come to you, that we can approach your throne of grace with freedom and confidence, God. I pray that we will all approach you today with freedom and confidence, knowing that you hear us, God. Um, I thank you, Lord, that you know you you have felt sorrow. You know you were you have been overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. You can relate to us in our emotional states, God, that just get us so low. And you showed us what to do, and you prayed when you were feeling like that. You said, Lord, let your will be done. Let us be so confident in the context of walking out our purpose. Lord, let your will be done. Let the grace that you poured into our life shine forth through our life so others can be saved. That is your will for us, God. 
give us the strength that we need to be fully aware of the grace that we need to fully receive it and fully give it out. Share the process with other people how you set us free. And if we're not free, God, you know what, Lord? Forgive us for not accessing this freedom that we have in you. Forgive us, Lord, for living under condemnation and judgment and shame and all these things that you tell us that we don't have to live under because of what you've done for us. Lord, help us overcome our unbelief in these areas of our lives emotionally. Help us to understand, God, that that's where you meet us, is our emotional needs. You know, we're always trying to run from one feeling to get to the next. You know, running from fear to get to faith, whatever. Help us to understand that we need a new mindset. We need perspective. We need love. We need uh, your grace. We need to have forgiveness, God, and release all resentment from our hearts, from all the stupid things we've done and thought of and said and entertained and whatever, Lord, the things we did in ignorance, God. We ask for grace upon every single area of our lives, Lord. Ask for your mercy and your forgiveness. Help us to internalize this within ourselves and then uh, just be able to extend it to the world. Help us to walk boldly and, for, and confidently in the grace you've given to us, God. So you will draw people to us that need what we have, God, because we want to be, we want you to be glorified. You'll be, you will be glorified when people see the holes that you've dug us out of, God, that your grace did. And we want other people to get out of it, Lord, because um, freedom is contagious, God. So we want people, people to be free. So we love you, Lord. Pray you bless everyone listening to this podcast today. And uh, we just pray for you to, you know, speak to all of our hearts, God, you know, um, through this, through what, through what I'm going to be talking about today. I just pray that I can meet somebody where they're at, encourage them, encourage myself, and that we all continue to grow together. We love you, Lord. We thank you. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So you guys, hopefully the other thing is, hopefully I'll be getting a new microphone. I don't know when, honestly, but I'm hoping sooner than later, at least in the next couple months or so, um, I would like to get a new mic. I want to try to make this podcast sound much better. Um, if you guys are still listening to it, even though the, the quality, the sound of it is not great, you guys are amazing. I'm really just trying, I'm using what I have. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm using a $10 microphone that my son had bought at Walmart. He gave it to me. He upgraded his mic because he, he's trying to do some YouTube stuff and everything. So I'm trying to support him in that, but he, he was buying all his own stuff for that. And you know, this microphone that I was using was definitely an upgrade because before I just, when I was doing YouTube videos, I was just using the mic on the laptop. I didn't care. You know, there was no shame in what I was doing. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to share and use whatever I have. That's always been my mentality. Um, I'm just going to use what I got. And uh, so I'm hoping that the Lord will allow me, that I'll get some extra money and to really be able to get a new mic, you guys, so it can sound better and uh, all that good stuff. So anyway, let's talk about, um, let me pick up on the conversation yesterday. We were talking about self-concept, self-esteem, no, self-concept, self-worth, and self-esteem. So what is your self-concept? That's the beliefs you have about yourself. You know, that involves the meaning that you've attached to different experiences that you've had and the things that you believe about yourself now as a result of those things happening to you and the basis of relationship. Okay, that's always gonna be the context for the beliefs you have about yourself. These beliefs were formed in relationships when you were, you know, a child growing up, whatever. It's all, it's all relationally based, okay? So what you believe about yourself is going to attach to the worth you believe you have, which is your self-worth. That's the second piece of the puzzle. What you believe about yourself leads into the value you believe that you have that you can give to the rest of the world, which is the third ingredient, which is self-esteem. Your self-esteem is, is basically 
uh, how everyone else feels about you and you realizing what other people feel and think about you, right? That's all self-esteem is. It's other people's response to you by the value that you believe you have. That is your self-esteem. So how do you think your self-esteem is going to be if you don't believe you have any value? Well, guess what? Other people are going to see that you don't have value because you are living as if you don't have value, right? You determine that for yourself, right? This is why you guys have to get underneath God's love and God, the, the love that surpasses knowledge, right? Not everybody has the same knowledge of you that God does. You know, we've talked about that in the, in the podcast. I think there's a podcast you guys have just released. Um, cause okay. This podcast is two weeks in advance. So, um, it was, what is judgment? Um, let me look at that really quick. You guys, it was number, oh, hold on. Let me back up. Yeah. Judgment, glory and judgment. So that would have released January 29th. So, um, what was I talking about? Uh, that whole, de- the whole idea with glory and judgment, excuse me, <laughs> sorry guys. And people do not know where you've been and where you were going. And Jesus always talked about that. You know, he, he would make statements like that. He goes, because they said, okay, this is John 8, 13. The Pharisees challenged him. Here you are appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid for I know where I came from and where I'm going. That is the only criteria you need. Do you know where you came from and do you know where you were going? Do you understand that? When it comes to self-esteem, being that self-esteem is just a sort of, you know, re- response of who you are from the rest of the world back to you. If, if it's negative, then you need to work on yourself. Right? If you have low self-esteem, it's because you don't believe you have worth to begin with. Because self-esteem is really how others are esteeming you. And if others are not esteeming you the way you want them to, you need to go back and ask yourself, what do I believe about myself? Why do I believe I don't have value? Right? What do I believe about myself? And what is what is keeping me from, you know, radiating the value that God has put inside me? Because there's no shame in Christ. Right? There's no condemnation. Why are you living as if you're condemned and judged already? Why have you not freely accepted it? Why is there so much shame still in your life? So think about that. So as far as being able to, you know, add value to people, I always say, if you want to really add value to people's lives, get figure out the shame hole that you're in right now and get out of it. Learn a process. Ask God to give you a new thought process, resources, whatever you need. How bad do you want to be free? Learn that freedom. Get free yourself. Internalize it. Accept it. Right? Accept the grace of God. And then share that with other people. Be confident. Right? So if you want to be confident, know what do you believe about yourself. Get that established. Understand the worth that you that you have. You have worth because God died for you. He said you did. Right? God says you have worth. God believed it so much and knows it so much that he paid the price so you could fully understand it and so those negative emotions associated with lack and not missing the standard of God doesn't have to control you right the only problem you're ever going to have in your life is how you feel about something anyway so you know 
don't run from your emotions, understand the function, and then understand how God's grace plays a part in the emotions that you're experiencing. And then once you understand the hole that God is bringing you out of, you share that with other people. And when other people, when you know you have worth and you're sharing that worth with other people and other people are like, man, you know what? Thank you so much for sharing that with me. That really just kind of changed my perspective, changed my life, that encouraged me. That is gonna encourage you. Therefore, now you have higher self-esteem because you gave value, people acknowledged it, and encouraged you, it built up your confidence, and then, you know, bam. So that's the process. If you want more self-esteem, work on yourself. Work on what you believe about yourself. Work on the meanings you've attached to the experiences you've had. Understand the value that you have, your self-worth in Christ, that he doesn't condemn you or shame you from anything, and that you have full access to the throne of grace right now. So get get that grace, <laughs> get empowered, get encouraged, share with the rest of the world, tell your story. And you guys have to understand that too. This is not just like some, you know, like mystery. Every single person on this planet has had issues with anything, right? Um, you know, self-worth, depression, or suicide, or overeating, overspending, overweight, destroyed marriages, uh, strained relationships, um, you know, broke, uh, no education, uh, whatever. Insert here, insert that thing in your life that's got you feeling weighed down and completely impossible, right? Homelessness, alcoholism, drug abuse, whatever, you guys. I can only speak from my frame of reference from the life that I've seen and, you know, the things that, that I've been through and see other people go through. You know, there was a lot of addiction in my family and saw the effects of that and, you know, um, uh, like broke poverty mentality, you know, victim mentality, you know, for me personally, myself, just being overweight, you know, that didn't make me feel very good. You guys, I was 225 pounds at one point in my life, you know, so I understand all of that. You know, I know that I know the emotions of it too. And the, and the emotions are always what get you. So, uh, you gotta, you've got to understand that you're not the only one and that there are people out there who've gone before you, who have been through that. God gave him wisdom, he gave him grace, he gave him a process, and guess what? They got out from underneath of that, and now they're living fulfilled lives. They're giving value to people, right? Their life is valuable, people are finding value in it, because they know their value, and they're and they're blessed. And you guys, God wants, a, that's how we're supposed to be. We should be so acquainted with that. So, anyway, let's jump into, so, okay, I want to talk about the whole idea of you know, the self-worth thing, right? I wanted to make sure I touched on that and the whole self-esteem thing. And uh, today, because I, I already told you guys I was going to talk about this, so I'll talk about this today and then tomorrow we'll talk about the victim triangle thing. So you want to build your self-worth. You want to build your self-concept. You want to change the meaning you attach to yourself so you can understand the value that you got. Cool. But you got to be able to face the beliefs that you have currently right now, okay? What do you believe about yourself, God, and other people? You know, and think about how you're feeling. Start with how you're feeling right now. If you're feeling depressed, anxious, stressed, whatever, insert negative emotion here. Write that down, all right? And then start asking questions based on that, all right? Because isn't it crazy how when you're feeling a certain way, the enemy all of a sudden, like you get all these other thoughts that are associated with that emotion. And so you can get really, really confused on like, what the heck? You know, so sit down, ask yourself, what are you feeling at this point, right? Jesus, Jesus said, I'm overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. 
he acknowledged his emotions, you know, and then he started, you know, he started backtracking on what it was that was making him feel that way. Oh Lord, if it's possible, pass this cup for me. So what, what thought is associated with that emotion, right? And then start uh, attacking that thought as far as what, what, how do I need to look at this so I don't feel this way? Lord, get, give me another perspective because this is how I'm seeing it. This is the thought. This is how I'm feeling. But if I entertain this thought, it's going to entertain this emotion and I'm not going to carry out the will you would have me to carry out. So how do I need to attach a new meaning to this thing that's in my mind? Like Jesus said, you know, he acknowledged the thought. He didn't deny it. If it's possible, pass this cup. But then he said, Lord, let your will be done. So for us, Lord, let your will be done in our life as far as, you know, your your grace being poured in there, me sharing that with others, me being redeemed, right? And and that may, and maybe that's not your particular issue at the time, but you, you guys get what I mean. What do you want in your life? Do you want to be restored? Do you want to be whole? Do you want to have things in order? Do you want to have your finances together? Do you want to have relationships? You know, figure out what you want, but then you got to do some backtracking. You got to figure out, what is keeping you from having those things that you want? What thought are you entertaining that's creating this emotional state that you need to maybe, you need to shed some light on that thought. You need to put truth to it. Because Jesus said the truth will set you free. Maybe the tr the thought that you're having and the context it was in was something that happened years ago that's not relevant to today. You are the only one who can discern that though. And it's very humbling when God says, yeah, okay, Ashley, that was something that happened, you know, 20 years ago. That was a meaning you attached. But you're in a new context now, a new season, different people, different relationships, whatever. So that's not, you got to be able to evolve yourself with the current reality. So are you doing that? Are you allowing your meanings that you've attached to evolve to the current reality that you're experiencing right now? Only you know the answer to that question. Okay. So you have to be super honest with yourself. And this is why I always say coming under the throne of grace, coming over Coming under the knowledge, the love that surpasses knowledge, God's love is going to be key in you in this process. Okay, so let's talk about you know the hole that your beliefs have maybe put you in. Here's some beliefs that I've had over time, and um, you know that I want to share with you guys just in case you can relate. So first of all, let's go to Luke 16:15 because this was a big thing for me. You guys, I still struggle with this. I, I think it's pretty much per, part of my personality. So I'm like, Lord, really? Why, why, Lord, take this cup from me? <laughs> take this thorn from my flesh, God? Like, seriously? Um, so let's go to Luke 16, 15. Let me find it, you guys. I'm almost there. 16, 15 says. Oh, come on, Ashley. Oh, it's chapter 16. Not 15, silly. Okay, Jesus. Okay, it says the Pharisees. Loved money, heard all this, and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, If you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts, what people value highly is detestable in God's sight. And Lord knows that this girl right here was the queen of people pleasing, the queen of let me try to adjust myself for the sake of your acceptance in the church. Oh my gosh, I've done it my whole life, you guys, seriously. So, are you the one? You justify yourself in the eyes of others. You guys, I've done it. You know, I, I've had the, I've, I've asked God to start working out that Pharisee that was in me. You know, I don't want to be that type of person to justify myself in front of the eyes of other people. But that's such a, you guys, that is such bondage. And Jesus showed us how to get free. And, and you know, if you go back to eight, John eight, when he goes, I know 
where I've come from and I know where I'm going, right? We got to be able to live like that. We got to be able to say that. Do you know where you've come from? Do you know your story? Do you know how it impacted you? Do you know where you need God's grace? Do you know the the, um, the beliefs that, that have formed as a result of the things you've been through and where it needs to change because your thoughts, you know, your, your mentality is stealing, killing, and destroying you and you want a new way to be. You want to have a fulfilled life. So you're opening yourself up to a different perspective, okay? So if we go back over here, Jesus says, even if I testify on my own, my testimony is valid for I know where I came from and where I'm going. Amen. Do you know where you come from and do you know where you're going? I don't know. You, you guys got to answer that question. So here are some of my beliefs, you guys. I got 10 minutes for this. In order to be right, I need to be validated by the outside world. Number two, I can't trust myself. My heart is so deceitful and beyond cure, who can understand it? Number three, when I'm honest, people can't handle it. They overreact, withdraw, isolate, attack, blame, victimize, disengage. I need confirmation. That's a big one, right guys? I relied on the church to confirm something. Now, I'm not going to read that right now, you guys. Hold on. We'll get, we'll get into that in a minute. So anyway, I need confirmation. Number five. My needs are overwhelming or stressful to others. Number six. Understanding supersedes discernment. Did you guys catch that? Understanding supersedes discernment. You ever done that before? You ever... Uh, Try to understand yourself to death, all the way to foolishness, especially in relationship with other people. Understand, 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 understand to the point of destruction. Right? You throw your senses out the window, your discernment. Right? All in the name of long suffering. And number seven, you're not forgiving if you confront. If you confront, you're holding a grudge against your brother. You guys ever been accused of that? really important to check yourself you know what what do you guys believe about everything <laughs> right well how are you feeling right now if you're feeling all worn down and stressed what are you believing right now and is it matching your current reality so you guys those are kind of you know seven beliefs that i had um that were stealing killing and destroying me so let me go back to the first one in order to be right, I need to be validated by the outside world. And what did Jesus say about the Pharisees? He goes, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others. I was like, dang, Lord, like, seriously, you're calling me out? You guys ever been there? You know, in that way, like, if we could be super honest with ourselves, you guys, I don't want to have to justify myself in the eyes of other people, right? I was not relying upon, you know, the testimony What's that scripture that the other one I shared with you guys? Um, let me see if I can find it. I think it's uh, the next chapter over. But he was like, you know, um, I have, you know, my my witness is the spirit that's in me. You know, um, you judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. 
Oh, in your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself, semicolon. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Oh my gosh. Do you guys understand the weight of that? Like, no, seriously. Do you understand that that's the only testimony that you really need at the end of the day? I'm going to highlight that one. I don't want to forget this one. I think it's so crucial. I am one who testifies for myself, right? My other witness is the Father who sent me. Are you that honest with God? You better be if you want honest freedom. If you don't want to have to wear, you know, armor and, and be all like perfectionistic. So, I was always seeking to be validated by the outside world. I always wanted people to confirm for me what I only knew myself. Okay? Uh... So yeah, I, and that was another belief I had. I can't trust myself. My heart is deceptive and beyond care. Who can understand it? What's that famous scripture in Jeremiah that everybody always quotes? The heart so deceitful. You know, and you know what's funny about that? The same people who quote that scripture forget about the next part. It says, let's go to Jeremiah 17:9. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond care. Who can understand it? Next verse. I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind. To reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. Whammo. Who understands your deceitful and beyond cure of a heart? Guess what? I, the Lord. Thank you, God. You understand. You know what I mean? We need that type of understanding in our life, you guys. There's because there's things that happen that we just don't understand. And you're like, what the heck? You need that type of understanding. So, so, And God will give that to us. That's the cool thing. It says he'll give us peace that surpasses understanding. You got to have some understanding to get that peace that surpasses understanding. <laughs> you know, anyway, guys. So uh, when I'm honest, people can't handle it. They overreact. How many times have I had that happen, you guys? Grown up, you know, um, my mom would... If I was honest with her about things that I was doing, oh, well, you know, they're going to take you away or all these bad things are going to happen. Or, you know, um, uh, you know, growing up and seeing grandpa, you know, doing drugs with dad and stuff. Well, they didn't actually, I didn't actually see them doing drugs together. Like literally, I saw my mom one time sniffing the line off of a, a mirror and I confronted her about it and she just ignored me, you know, uh, I used to find mirrors in, all over my house, like on the on the back washer and dryer. There'd be mirrors back there. I knew what was going on, but I didn't always say everything. I'm like, what's the point? They're not gonna, nothing's gonna change. They're always gonna, they're still gonna do it, you know. But I knew what was going on, and you know, when I confronted attitudes in the church, when I when I confronted things that were going on that were stealing, killing, and destroying, you know, um, they didn't like that, you know. It caused even more problems. They would say things. Uh, if you confronted things in the church, you know, especially if your brother asked for accountability and, and then you gave it to him, they would say, oh, well, you're the one with the problem because you're holding, you know, you're holding an offense against your brother. And if you have an offense, that means you're in sin. So there was no such thing as accountability. When Jesus said, if you have, if your brother sins against you to go to your brother, if you went to your brother and confronted anything at any point, it was seen as you attacking them and you had a laundry list and you were the one with the problem. So you would sit there and overanalyze yourself to death. 
and you're like, okay, I've overanalyzed this. I've looked at it a million times. Okay, I, I'm owning my stuff. I'm taking responsibility. And, but there's still something going on here, you know? And, but nothing was ever dealt with. So, um, do, do you guys find yourself in situations like that? And, you know, think about it like this. Let's go to John 7:45 really quick, you guys. Uh, what happened to people when they would go with information that the Pharisees didn't have, right? Or the conclusions they had come to. So let's go to John 7, 45. It says, finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees who asked them, well, why didn't you bring him in? No one ever spoke the way this man does, the guards replied. You mean he has deceived you also, the Pharisees retorted? Have any of the rulers of the Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob that knows nothing of the law there's a curse on them. So when you bring your own conclusion, your own testimony, like these guys did, these guards that were, you know, with the Pharisees or whatever. I don't know if they were with the Pharisees. Oh, finally, the temple guards. So, yeah, okay. The temple guards. So they were all kind of a part of the same thing. You know, they're like, no, uh, we've never seen anything like this before. Now they're accused of being deceived. Do, do you understand the problem that we got? So... You guys, I'm going to get off this podcast. It's already been 29 minutes. I think I'll dive back into this tomorrow. You know, uh, sharing you guys a little bit more about, you know, some of these beliefs that I had. And then we'll we'll get into the, we'll try to get into the victim triangle. We'll see what happens, you guys. It's, it's going to be one of those things. We'll see. We shall see tomorrow. Anyway, you guys, thank you for all your support. Um, I hope that this podcast is giving you some enlightenment to a degree in your life where you can be like wow that is the source of my bondage lord i'm getting free i hope you guys are getting free in your life that is the goal of this podcast so i love you guys so much have an awesome rest of the day i will see you guys tomorrow and uh thank you for all your support you guys